reaching Israel and the world. Aruch Hashem, beloved ones, bless the name of the Lord. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Cynthia Marjorie. We're talking about prophecy, dreams, and visions. We're continuing in the series, honey. And the point that we really want to stress today is the fact that God is speaking individually, personally, and specifically to his people. And one of the primary ways he does it, beloved, is through our dreams at night. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are trying to get an increased acuity mm. to hear and to see the Lord all around us in our dream, night and day. Mm. You know, during the day He's speaking, during the night He's speaking. It's just increasing in the acuity of hearing and seeing the Lord in our everyday life. That's a beautiful word, honey. You know, Jesus said, He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And the fact is that God is always speaking and yet we struggle to hear him. So to your point, we have to be praying that Father God will strengthen us to hear, quicken our awareness to be able to discern. Honey, why don't you take just a, a few minutes that we have here, just pray for our viewers Amen. that they'll benefit from this series. Amen, oh come Holy Spirit. Come Father God, we open our ears, we look with our eyes, Lord, to receive from your throne the fullness of your gospel come down today. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you. There's a great song, perhaps some of you have heard it before. The English meaning of it is, we bring you peace. It goes like this. Hevenu Shalom Aleichem Hevenu Shalom Aleichem Hevenu Shalom Aleichem Hevenu Shalom 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 Aleichem Hevenu Shalom Aleichem We had close to a hundred thousand Nigerians singing that with me on Hanukkah. It was an incredible, surreal experience. We bring you peace today from Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Baruch Hashem, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm in the middle of a series that I'm calling Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions. Father, we ask you to come and just speak to us by your spirit, draw us to yourself. One of the most important things that we can consider as we're walking with God is that God is speaking to his people every day. We don't have to wait to go to heaven to hear from God. God is always speaking. That's why the, the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter two. He came as a tongue of fire. Why when the Holy Spirit came, did he manifest himself as a tongue? What's a tongue? A tongue, beloved ones, is a speaking oracle. When Father sent us the Spirit and manifested Him as a tongue of fire, what Father was saying to us was, now that Jesus has died for you, there's no longer any barrier between us, and I am speaking to you now by my Spirit in love. So we have to have ears to hear. This is why Yeshua said in the book of Revelation, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. 
God speaks to His people. He speaks by divine intuition, by simply being sensitive to the Holy Spirit within us. We can feel it. It's intuitive. He speaks to us, of course, by the Word of God, as the Spirit of God places weight on the Word and manifests it or imparts it into our soul. He can speak to us through other people. He can speak to us through nature. But, beloved, the Lord speaks to us powerfully also through prophecy, dreams, and visions. Now, last week I talked about prophecy and visions. I don't want to go over that today because the primary focus of this series is on dreams. But I would encourage you, go back and get the first episode because I explain what prophecy is in its most basic form and show you how everybody that's born again prophesies whether they know it or not. And then I also talked last time about visions. Peter said that when the Spirit of God was poured out in Acts chapter 2, the result is that God's people whom the Spirit is poured out on is that, that they will experience prophecy, dreams, and visions. He was quoting from Joel. Joel said in Joel chapter 2 that when the Spirit is poured out, God's people will prophesy, they'll have dreams, and they'll see in the Spirit. They'll have visions. Then Peter quoted Joel chapter 2 in Acts 2 when the Spirit was poured out. So Peter said, the time is here. The Spirit's been poured out. God is now speaking to His people. He's come as a tongue of fire and we'll experience Him now because He is speaking to us through prophecy, dreams, and visions. So please, I urge you, go back. You can go on YouTube. Watch last week's episode. I'm continuing on now, beloved ones, to focus specifically on dreams. I'm not talking about having a dream of what you want to accomplish in your life. I'm talking about God speaking to us when we're sleeping at night. Do you know when you do a survey through Scripture, you will find that one of the most common ways from the very beginning of the Bible all the way through the New Testament, the Brichad Shah, is that the Lord speaks to His people through their dreams at night. One of the most common ways in Scripture that God speaks. If He did it then, is He still not doing it today? Of course he's doing it today because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, we should even expect him to be speaking more to us today through our dreams because it's one of the giftings that we receive when we receive the Holy Spirit. Again, according to Acts chapter 2. So what do we mean when we speak about having dreams at night? To have a dream at night from the Lord is when God comes to us in our sleep and he communicates to us through circumstances, through relationships, through other imagery. He communicates to us his will for our lives. Dreams can warn us. Dreams can encourage us. Dreams can talk to us about the future. We're going to go through the various different types of dreams that we see illustrated in Scripture. Then I'm going to give some personal illustrations of how I have had dreams in these different areas just to encourage you that you also can hear from God through your dreams at night. Now the Hebrew word for dreams is chalom, chalom. And again, it's one of the most common ways we find from the very beginning that the Lord has communicated to His people. They're sometimes called visions of the night. A dream is sometimes called in Scripture a vision of the night. Let me give you an example of that from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 9. 
a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Notice, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And then we see in Acts 18, 9. And the Lord said to Paul in the night by a vision. So visions generally, when we see the word someone had a vision, when we see the word vision standing by itself, it's God communicating to someone why they're awake. But a vision of the night is a dream. It's when God comes to somebody in their sleep, presents himself to them through different imagery in order to communicate to them. I remember years ago while I was pastoring, just to give you an example of, of how this operates, I went to sleep one night and uh, in my sleep I had a dream. And in the dream there were some people, they were in a circle and they had a ball and they were throwing the ball to each other. In other words, I had the ball in the dream and I threw it to this person. Someone else had the ball in the dream. They threw it to this person or somewhere else in the circle. So in the dream I see these people in a circle playing this ball game. Then I go up, I come into the circle, and as soon as I come into the circle, bam, immediately in the dream, the ball came to me. But I didn't know what game they were playing. I didn't understand what the end game of the game was, and I didn't understand what the rules were. So when I entered into the circle in the dream and immediately the ball came to me, I didn't know what to do with the ball. So I looked at the person on the left and well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know how to play this game. They wouldn't say anything to me. Then I look to the person to the right of me. Well, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with the ball. I've got the ball, but I don't know what to do with it. They wouldn't tell me. I got so frustrated that I put the ball down in the dream, walked out of the circle, and then the dream changed to the next scene. And in the next scene, I'm in a mall, like a shopping mall. I'm still completely self-absorbed and frustrated in my mind, in the dream, about what happened to me in this game where I didn't know how to play it and no one would tell me. I'm walking down the mall, self-absorbed and frustrated about the whole thing. And as I'm walking down the mall, I see somebody that I know. So I go up to this person that I knew and I said in my frustration, I just uh, was in this situation where they were playing this game and I explained to them what had just happened to me. And the person said to me, if you would have felt what was going on with the rest of the people in the circle, you would have known what to do with the ball. So he was revealing to me, you would have known what to do with the ball when you entered the circle and the ball came to you, if you would have been aware to feel what was going on with the rest of the people in the circle with you. And if you were aware of what was going on with the rest of the people in the circle with you, you would have known who to throw, throw the ball to and when. And all of a sudden I woke up. And it really disturbed me in the sense I knew that the Lord had spoken to me, but I didn't understand it. Well, as I continued to pray about it, Lord, I believe that was you that spoke to me. What does that mean? What did it mean? Then slowly the Holy Spirit began to intuitively cause me to understand the dream. And what he said to me was this, I intuitively knew. He said, I was showing you how I want you to conduct the, the, the services where you're pastoring. I don't want you to go in and have such a rigid format of the way the service is going to go that you don't leave room for me to speak to you. Rather than being so rigid in the way you're orchestrating the service, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I want you to feel what's going on with everybody in the sanctuary. I want you to feel, he was saying to me, what I'm doing with the people 
And then you'll know what to do with the ball. You'll know how to lead the surfaces better. You'll be more in tune with what I'm doing in the present moment rather than missing what I'm doing in the present moment because you're so formatted on having this agenda that you do this and then you do this and this lasts this long and this lasts this long. It really changed the way I ministered. It completely changed the way that I ministered. God speaks to us through, beloved, our dreams. We have seen incredible miracles happen and above all hundreds and hundreds of people give their lives to Christ Jesus. And right now, Jesus is giving you the opportunity to receive him into your heart. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Many are getting saved. Yesterday there were over 300. The other day there were over 150. And these are not young kids. These are, these are mature people, mature men and women. That shows you that they are determined, they are serious, they are committed. We had one testimony of a Muslim girl. She came to the New Believers meeting. She thanks God. She was a Muslim. Wow. The, the grandfather was an imam in the mosque. Wow. That their, their friends come and they concern and sing, but when they come and they go back, their grandfather canes them. She had felt the drawing to Jesus, and she was even sneaking out and going to churches. And when she got back home, her Muslim grandfather would beat her. But she had never prayed to receive Jesus. Before she was not born again. Not she born again. She just got born again last night. Wow. So she prayed to receive Jesus, repented of her sin, asked Jesus to come into her life and be her Lord for the first time during the crusade. And she stood up and testified about that. Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean and more, to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel, and a dynamic television ministry, Discovering the Jewish Jesus is reaching the world for Christ. With your support, you'll help send Rabbi to deliver the truth of God's word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping Rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world. Not all dreams are from God. I've said this on Discovering the Jewish Jesus many times. When I first began to experience the supernatural in my life, whether it be dreams or some other type of supernatural phenomenon that I began to walk into over 30 years ago. I've known the Lord for 40 years, but about 30 years ago, I really started entering into a deeper experience with the supernatural presence of God in my life. What I had to learn was not everything that's supernatural is from the Lord. In other words, the mistake that I made early on was because I knew I was experiencing God supernaturally, I made the mistake of thinking that everything that was supernatural that was going on in my life was the Lord. And because of that, I fell on my face. The Lord had to train me, discern me, help me to have discernment. And so the same is true, beloved ones, when it speaks of dreams. 
The enemy also speaks in dreams. He gives us dreams about people that would want, uh, he, his agenda is to try to divide us from people. I've had dreams about the most important people in my life, and in the dream they're betraying me. There's suspicion that would arise because of the dream I had about the person. I realize that the enemy was wanting to sow division between me and the most important people in my life. So I had to be aware that just because I had a dream about such and such a person, it doesn't mean that the dream that I had about that person was from the Lord. And so I'm simply making the point that we're going to be studying dreams and how God speaks to us in our dreams, but I want you to be careful and understand that not every dream is from the Lord, and we need discernment, and we need to be trained by the Holy Spirit so that we can understand which dreams are from the Spirit of God and which dreams are not. And the more experience we get and the more mature we become, the better we're able to discern which dreams are from the Lord, which dreams are from Hashem, which is just a Hebrew way of referring to God, which dreams are from the Lord, which dreams are from the devil that cause fear, anxiety, division, suspicion, accusation, etc. Which dreams are from the enemy? And which dreams, beloved one, are just from the natural? In other words, our mind is faced with all types of stimulation in life. And the mind continues to process these experiences. And a lot of the dreams that we have at night are just the mind still processing things that we experience simply as a result of being human beings. I would say in my own life that most of the dreams that I have are just simply my natural mind processing. Some of the dreams are from the enemy. The smallest portion perhaps are from the Lord, and yet I dream dreams from the Lord quite often. And I'm going to share with you how you can hear God speaking in the night to you how to capture what he's saying and how to alter your walk with him and align your steps so that you're living in tune with what he's speaking to you. Let me read you a scripture from the book of Job. Job chapter 33, verse 14 through 18. This is from Elihu. Elihu is being uh, speaking here in the book of Job. Elihu was the one counselor of Job's that was not rebuked. Listen what Elihu said in Job chapter 33, verse 14 through 18. Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream. So what is he saying? God is speaking once, twice, but people aren't noticing. When is God speaking? Elihu says, it's in their dreams. God's speaking to us in our dreams, but because we're not paying attention to our dreams, because we're not trying to capture the dreams, because we, we don't even have an awareness that God speaks to us in dreams, we don't notice. Listen again. Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing over into Sheol. God is speaking, but in order for us to benefit, we need to know he speaks to us in our dreams. Not miss it, not notice it, as, as Elihu was describing, people aren't noticing. We need to listen, capture it, write it down, pray about it, 
ask our maker for the meaning of it, why he showed it to us, then come into alignment with it, and in so doing, we're going to be blessed, and our walk with him, beloved ones, is going to be accelerated because we'll be taking advantage of all that he's giving us rather than missing it, as Elihu described. David said in Psalm number 16, 7, I will bless the Lord who has consoled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. David knew that God consoled him in the night. Let me give you an example. Over several years, I was focusing on doing ministry in a particular nation in Africa. We were experiencing crowds anywhere from 30 to 100,000 people per night. So I go into a city. It was the last city that I went to in this nation. As we entered the city for the first time, there were so many people on the streets waiting for us. It was surreal. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of people lining the streets waiting for my arrival. There was a military band. It was such a huge welcome. I said to myself, if the amount of people that turn out at the actual crusade, which began the next day, is anywhere representative of how many people came to meet us and welcome us into the city, this is going to be the biggest outreach we've done in this nation yet. After the reception, I have dinner, I go to the hotel, go to sleep. Right before I woke up the next morning, which was the morning before the first actual night of the evangelism outreach, right before I woke up, I had a dream. I saw in my dream a river. As I looked down the river, there was this huge houseboat that had been grounded in the river. The river had become so shallow, it could no longer support the weight of the houseboat and I saw that the houseboat was somehow mine. I looked this way down the river to see if I could somehow get free going that way. There was a waterfalls. Then I looked back the direction of the way that it came from. I saw there were big boulders. I didn't even know how the houseboat could have made it down the river so far with all these big boulders. Then I woke up and the dream was over. Shortly after that, my prayer minister came to my door. Now I'm awake now. And I said, I, I just had this dream. I said, I think it, God spoke to me and it has to do somehow with our outreach event here. So because the dream wasn't positive in, in, in the sense of the boat's grounded, he began to rebuke it and prophesy that we were going to have great meetings. Well, we go to the first meeting. Only about 5,000 people turned out. Remember, we're used to seeing crowds of 30 to 100,000 people a night. Next night we came, same thing, 5,000 people. I said, well, maybe on Saturday the crowd's going to really blow up. It's going to be the weekend. What happened Saturday? Crowd was about the same size. On my way to the crusade on Sunday, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said to me, that dream that I showed you, he said, that boat that was grounded, what I was showing you is that your ministry has gone down this country as far as it can go. Your ministry can go no further in this country right now. It's stuck here. The country can no longer support your ministry. I'm opening up a door now for you in another country. And I realized as a result of the dream and then what I saw by the size of the crowds that confirmed the dream that God was directing me to focus someplace else for the next year. The point was, just like Psalm 16:7, God instructed me in the night what to do. He will do the same for you. God will literally direct your paths. And one of the ways, beloved one, he will do it is through your dreams at night. Pay attention. In Yeshua's name, I command your ears to be open that you will receive more and be led in a greater way than ever before.
Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us, would you just be obedient to Him? The scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world is gonna come back to us, pressed down, good measure, and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's gonna open up your heart to receive even more revelation from him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I wanna thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord to discovering the Jewish Jesus today, just do it, beloved. You'll be blessed. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Since the beginning, humanity has longed to understand the true nature of reality. Connecting with our Creator and His supernatural power is the apex of human existence. Saturate your life with His supernatural power and presence. Expecting and experiencing the supernatural can be a regular way of life. In fact, it's how God wants to relate to you. In the book, Experiencing the Supernatural, Rabbi K.A. Schneider will help you discover the many ways you can live a supernatural life step by step. Get your copy of Experiencing the Supernatural today. In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh Yahweh May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is gonna continue as beloved child to give you his peace. 
Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. Tune in next time when Rabbi shares the significance of dreams in biblical times and the importance of dreams in people's lives today. Don't miss this exciting episode.